Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Birth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Ah, the great man, Dennis Cometti. This is Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich, Channel 7 guru, Perth Football Club guru, West Coast Eagles guru. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Betty, a bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. And some big breaking news this morning, Barra. Uh, Luke Shuey, the West Coast captain, has announced he'll be retiring at the end of the season. So uh, that it's a week to the day that Shannon Hearn announced he would be retiring at the end of the season. So Luke Shuey on 247 games. So let's hope he can find – his body will allow him uh-huh. to play the final three games so he can, get, he can get to 250. I think he deserves as much. Clearly, he's, he's said in his press release that the body's just not up to it anymore. I mean, if you think about it, 33 of 62 games over the past three seasons and six of the games he's played, he's been subbed out. So his body's just uh, not allowed him to compete at the very high level. Um, and I think of Luke Shuey, and we all think of the 2018 Norm Smith medal, remarkable game. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the more remarkable individual games. But you also look at 2019 when he was player of the, the series, final yeah. series as well. So a big game player. Mate, Luke Shuey Boots, one of the, he's one of the greats. He's one of the Eagles greats. He's definitely in their top 10. The Norm Smith medal will catapult him in there. He got overshadowed by Dom Sheed's goal a little bit, didn't he? In I don't game. think so. <laughs> well, you <laughs> probably do, yeah. It's just one of those moments. Re- it was the moment. Recalibrate. But Shuey's was the game. Yeah, yeah. Shuey, I mean, Shuey got the medal, but the, the, the goal, that you know, that was that's folklore stuff. And and Shuey, so he, get, he gets, will he be a Hall of Famer? He's certainly at West Coast. I don't know about Australian Football Hall of Fame. He's got the Norm Smith. And if he gets to 250 games, it'd be pretty good. We, we forget about that amazing game against Port Adelaide. He did it to Port a couple of times, but in that final and extra time when he got the free kick and slotted that goal to sink Port Adelaide. I'll never forget that. That was quite remarkable. Will he get to 250? I thought he'd just play the home games, but clearly part of the deal is, look, I want to get to 250 and finish off that on a, a nice note. Sort of ties everything up in a nice ribbon, which means probably the away game, he may have to play as the sub or even in the Adelaide game. I don't know if he can play three games in a row, but it'll be reminiscent a little bit, I think, of when McKenna retired. Remember when Bluey wanted to get through to a certain number and he played full forward for the West Coast Eagles? And I'll never forget, he wanted to kick a goal. And towards the end of the match, everybody was trying to get the ball to Guy McKenna. And guess who got it to him? Ben Cousins. And ah. there's that famous shot of Ben kicking the ball to Bluey and giving, and Bluey giving him the wink and Ben giving him the wink back and going, no problems, mate. They were basically kicking sideways to him. So the same thing will happen. It's it's difficult for Frio, isn't it? They've got a derby where they've got to face up to both Hearn and Shuey, the crowd and wouldn't they out. love to go out on a winning derby? <laughs> Eagles supporters mightn't like it so much, but... Uh, Everyone's conflicted. Yeah. And the Dockers don't really, I suppose they do want to win, but jeepers, what a what a scenario. And what a day too, because the Matildas are on at 3 o'clock on 7. You'll have the news at 
So Matilda's at just to just to be sort of um, you know selfish for a moment. Matilda's at three o'clock playing France or Morocco. Monster, monster television audience. Then the news. I'll be presenting from Optus. And then six o'clock, we go to the Derby. It should be pretty good as well. Those blokes bowing out as well. Oh, mate, it's a spectacular so Saturday. So let's just uh, go through the career. Uh, drafted pick 18 in 2008. 247 games, 141 goals so far. Emerging Talent Award 2011. Jewel John Worsfold medalist, uh, mm. 2016 and Two 2019. Best and fairest, eh? yeah. uh, the Chris Main Wearing Medal for Best Clubman in 2016. Player of the Finals in 2019. Captain from 2020 to the present. Uh, obviously a Premiership player and a Norm Smith medalist and was made a West Coast Life member of, uh, in 2017. Uh, we salute you, Luke Shuey. It's been yeah. a great career. Does he stay on as a – he'd have to stay on as a coach, wouldn't he, assistant coach? I think they'll need him, won't they? They can't have – that many experienced blokes going out. Maybe what, too close to the gr- the playing group as a yeah, player. And what about Nick Nat? Where does that leave? Well, I think man? what Nick does is, well, I think they're going to give him the summer to see how the Achilles uh, repairs. But I think mid-year next year is the goal. And if you can get half a season out of him, you would do it, wouldn't you? I, I mean, we obviously, we all, he's got the contract. Now, I don't agree with the two-year deal, but he's got the two-year deal. So while he's contracted, I think... You'd want to get six, uh, half a year out of him if you can. Put your Hawthorne hat on. If you're Hawthorne and they just flicked everybody and just went back well, to the Well, they did tours, that. Yeah, they, yeah. So would, 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 would you keep Nick Nat if you're Hawthorne? Like if you've got Hearn and you've got Boots out. Oh, well, well, he's contracted. So you're going to keep him on, don't you? I mean, try and get half a year out of him. Uh, look, Bailey Williams, his absence has really mm. uh, been – Pave the way for Bailey uh, Williams to really take a step up this year. So, uh, anyway, Luke Shuey, great career. Well one done. Of the greats. And um, let's hope he gets to play those final three games. Definitely top 10 and wonderful family man. Had some tragedy in his life as well. Lost a family member early doors and moved over here. Uh, and looks like he's going to stay. Married a local girl, Danny, who's a fantastic girl. Does a little bit of a radio and a bit of media around the joint. Got a couple of great kids and. Yeah, it's been a brilliant, brilliant career, and it's going to be great to celebrate him over the last three matches. Barra, a fair bit to get through. Oh, yes, mate. What a night it's been, of course. Uh, the Matildas, yes, magnificent. Yes, well done. Well done, Matildas. Sue nil, and I just got the ratings figures there. It's the highest rating TV program of the year. Incredible figures, like incredible. I'm, I'm not just saying that because it's on seven. 6.54 million people watched on seven and seven plus. And the average audience during the match, the average audience was three and a half million people around Australia making it the number one show of the year. That's it's more than actually an AFL grand final. In Perth, 350,000 at one time in the peak time right towards the end of the match. Actually, when Sam Kerr came on, it was the peak time with 10 minutes to go, 350,000 people in WA were watching um, and not counting people out and about and all the rest of it. So phenomenal figures. I, what I can't get my head around is how they've galvanised the community, how everyone's embraced them. I understand it. But the other night I was watching um, the Diamonds in South Africa, and, and granted it was midnight, but it was figures like nothing like that. And they won the world. They, they were world champions. I think with the Diamonds, and well done to the Diamonds too. What another fantastic effort. Uh, they do it all the time, the Diamonds. Yeah, Unfortunately, well, they might trophy, be a victim right. of their own success, whereas the FIFA World Cup, it's huge. And look, it, we were locked and loaded in our household, and after that 
really tough first 30 minutes, as it should be, Barra, because um, this is the World Cup. That mm-hmm. was the round of 16, and it should be like that. But they weathered it, and a couple of beautiful passes from Mary Fowler, and uh, well done. And uh, Saturday, Morocco or... Yeah. France, France, France and Morocco. It's it's three o'clock. How are we going at the Mighty Demons? We've got a game against Swan Districts on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, starting at two ten. Guess what time the game's on? Three p.m. The Matildas at three p.m. Everyone in Australia. Mate, we're going to have to put it up in the big screen at Lathlane. Well, there. and we're just going to take the scoreboard down, guys. And we're going to have that up in the background. Hey, that's not a silly idea. It's not because we ha- we have got a massive replay screen because West Coast. That's not a silly. Do you reckon that'd be okay to I- play the soccer in the background? Why not? You'd have, to, you'd have to run it past the footy commission. But actually, I don't see a problem with it. Can I tell you, um, years ago at the MCG, I, I reckon it was about 1987. Anyway, Pat the Pat Cash was playing um, Michael Pernfors in oh, the deciding yeah. rubber of a Davis Cup. We were at the MCG. I think it was Australia, the West Indies. We were there. Mm-hmm. Shockers. Yeah. And an important one-day yeah, yeah. game. Yet they had the Davis Cup final set on the big screen at the MCG. The final it was, set. Yeah, it was two sets locked. So I, I could have maybe the last 10 minutes or something. Two, it was Flick two it up s- there at, what, 4.30 yeah. in the last quarter? Yeah. Well, anything to distract from the, from the what's going on on the field? Because, you know, it's going to be a pretty tough game. The Derby um, is on that night as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just to cap it off. Head 6.10 over to though, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So it'll, it'll roll into it nicely. So people will watch the Matildas at home and, and roll off to the uh, to the – uh, but drop into Lathlane if you don't mind, Demons fans. Drop please. into Lathlane and and it's on if, the way. And if not, I'm sure they'll have it on in one of the bars. Yes, well, we certainly have it in the President's Lounge. I can guarantee that. But just go give Barra <laughs> a tap on the shoulder and say, "Prez, let me in." You oh. know, I once uh, found uh, Pat Cash was playing in a Australian Open final. I think it was Matt's Verlander. It was, I think, it was the first one at uh, Melbourne Park after mm-hmm. Kuyong, and we were on the Overland track in Tasmania, and you can walk both ways. So we started um, with, I think, Pat Cash winning the first set, but it wasn't until we met the people coming from the other direction that we started getting the scores. Right. This is before mobile phones and it's the wilderness anyway. So each person we met would give us an update on the, uh, on the, ten- on the final. And this is three days after it had been played. And finally, it was two sets all and we were just on tenor hooks and we bumped into a bloke and we stopped for a chat. We said, mate, did you get a result in Australian Open? And he said, yeah. And he told us, and we were shattered. He lost in five. <laughs> <laughs> right. People, you know, the other thing you got to watch out for is people sometimes who want to go home and watch it on the replay, they don't want to know the score. Yeah. So you kind of have to give a warning. It happened to me at West Perth on the weekend. West Perth, Perth, up in the function. And the Eagles got in front, remember, at the end there? So it was quite big news, wasn't it? And mm. the function was ending. ending. N- uh, Neil um, Fong was hosting it. And I might have mentioned – what the final result was that was, oh, sorry, another goal got kicked in the Bombers because I wasn't exactly that happy with the Eagles le- winning, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think most Eagles fans were torn. We'll get onto that in a moment. Let's, let's get straight onto it. But anyway, the bloke chipped me. Oh, did he? Oh, thanks, mate. I was going <laughs> home to watch that after the game. <laughs> give us a warning, will you? Give us a spoiler and say, you know, and we're about to give the result of the. <laughs> then what's he going to do? Rush but... off into the toilet or something? <laughs> Um, let's just start with um, a very unedifying incident at the weekend, the fan band. So, Paul, uh, Richmond game, Marlon Pickett, uh-huh. idiot, uh, leaning over the fence and giving him a couple of taps on the back. Like, uh, fan engagement's great, but he deserves every bit of that punishment, which is he's been banned to the end of next year. So, mm. that's uh, banned to the end of 2024. I don't like it. 
Um, this is the one is of the. Is that because Marlon might have dropped him? Because be, he was in no danger from that fellow, confronted from what I could see. No, he had just a thousand drinks. swashed his drink, drink away, which had, is deserved to. And the only way he, um, he'll be able to get in next year, all he have to do is have a shave and a haircut. No well, one will recognise yeah, him. I've always How would they that? keep him out, really? Yeah, well, Let's be right. honest. You have to put a tag on him. You can't say anything. Ankle. Feel banned for life, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I don't really like lifetime bans because I think, you you um, you deserve the opportunity to be educated or re-educated, mm. but I think in this case we, you've got to send a strong message across, and I think they've done that. Yeah. Um, if well, what are you concerned? I'm concerned about vilification. That that yeah, didn't happen. But I, I think, remember when Carl, a bloke, grabbed Carl from behind. Carl Langdon. What on the from over the fence? Yeah, from over the fence, gave him a, like gave him a sort of a headlock. And what did Carl do? <laughs> we all went mental and jumped on this bloke and all the rest of it. But I'm sure, it wasn't just Carl trying to eat the bloke's hot dog. <laughs> no, it was very unpopular, Carl. I can tell you. Yeah, I know he, he was used unpopular. To stick it up the crowd and all that. So it was in in half. Part of us were going, you know, he deserves it. But the other half were going, he's our teammate. We better look after him. And so we resurrected him. Actually, who saved him was the bus driver. The bus driver got in there and and actually fixed the bloke up a bit. The bus driver. Yeah, the, I don't know why the bus driver was there. In those days, the bus driver just went with us everywhere. He was on the on the boundary at the time. So oh, okay. So, yeah, Carl could tell you that story, but it, I don't think that um, Pickett was in any danger, was he? Is oh, that where you I go? Is that where no, you go? What, I, what I don't, I just think it's the um, – The guy was just – Yeah, know. but it's the message they're sending across. You shouldn't – this is their place of work. Mm. So uh, they shouldn't be allowed to lean over and have any physical contact yeah, whatsoever. Unless, unless it's, it's like, nice. Unless yeah, it's a hug like after, Herdy. Yeah, after a grand final or something like that. Well, remember fine. Herdy got hugged by that bloke in yeah. bloody Subiac. Was it yeah. Subi when he beat us or where was it? That was here. Ran into the crowd the, and hugged the guy. Wasn't that the last, the last game he and Scott Yeah, Lucas. no, I saw him coming down. I said, get on herd. Get on herd. Oh, <laughs> he's kicked the winner. So, Eagles, Essendon, yes. tanking or not tanking? Matt, Matt I'm, I'm a bit upset. Um, we don't get serious on this show very often. Well, a little bit serious, but, you know, we, we generally try to have a lighthearted look at the world and stuff and try to give people information. But one of the sports shows, footy shows, gave – they gave Simo a touch-up, led by Kane Corns, like like Cornsy. Because they didn't put one back at the end. Backed up by Craig Hutchison. Um, you know who came to our defence? Who? Carolyn Wilson. What'd she say? She said, <laughs> you can't go making allegations that that Simpson was tag- and tanking. And the reason was because they were, right at the end, after that goal. Um, the marriage goal. Yeah. they. You can see Simo and... I'm not a lip reader, but it looked like he said no plus one. No plus one, no plus one. We wanted to go man on man. Yeah. And we, I asked uh, Ryan to ask him at, about it last night, um, but he sort of gave a roundabout answer just saying, like, how could I be tanking? We were five goals down and then we stormed home and then we just fell short. Well, Craig O'Donoghue had excellent analysis on it at the weekend. And to me – it's in the players' actions and in the players' faces, and those players were shattered after that loss. So I, I but it's just, not about the players. No, I know you can the coach players, around the players it. That can't tank. understand. Won't be able to tank in but a derby. But the point is, we, uh, we do, when they're thirty points behind, he actually didn't put any mechanisms in place to stop the surge, did he? So no. he's quite. It's quite a good answer, and just didn't look like it to me. I reckon that. Although mate. it's a great. It's having said that, if you are as for an Eagles supporter, it's probably the perfect result. It's exactly. the smallest margin. And I was taking no, – Benny, and Benny, was, Benny Cousins was tipping me, tick, texting me going, oh, 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 no, we're not going to pinch this one, are you? Look, I've just seen Harley Reid take an absolute hanger 
uh, on the telly, you know, in the replays from the weekend's game, are we going to lose Harley Reid? You know, like, so it's, we, we are torn a little bit. I mean, it, they held up a yellow sign, which is, must be yellow time at West Coast when for the last 30 seconds, the last minute. I was thinking they should have held up Thomas the Tank Engine oh, or a picture of Harley Reid at least. <laughs> God, boy, a photo this, of Harley. This is the bloke you're yeah. losing. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, no, it was a better no, performance. I'm only joking there. That was a better performance from the Eagles. So, and better. They nearly beat Essendon. A good time, I think they're a bit off Essendon at the moment, but the timing of it uh, into a derby is good because it gives them a, a more than a silly chance this week. But particularly with players to there. lose by another point. Uh, well, I mean, Shannon Hearn's back. Luke Shuey is possibly back. So McGovern is uh, got through the game unscathed. So uh, there's a bit of experience in there. So you wouldn't mind the Eagles losing Harley Reid in the last pick? No, no, no. I, I think I think the season they've gone through, or the two seasons they've gone through, it sounds weird, but I think number one picks a good reward for it because you don't want to okay. go through all that pain and not get so. Some by value. extension, you're saying they should lose the Derby, right? I'm saying that. Yes, yeah, I'll okay. be picking Fremat now. Just on. Hey, before you get off yep. tanking. <laughs> I've been researching it. Yes. I know that's a dangerous thing. But you know when Melbourne got – they didn't get done for tanking, but they got fined, didn't well, they? Well, they got and, – and then I think it was Gil McLaughlin who came out and said, I don't even know what tanking is <laughs> yeah. afterwards. My old mate Dean Bailey, very unfairly treated over yeah, that Yeah, mate, thing. rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he was quoted as saying, what was said to me was, if I win games, I would get sacked. This is Bailey. I was threatened. Yeah, I didn't like it. I think it was a terrible thing to be bullying and harassing not only me but the rest of my staff to lose games. And then they cited a couple of things that had happened. So basically what they did was they players who were not seriously injured were kept off the field while investigators detailed fake injuries that ruled players out for the, of selection and for mm. the season, right? So that was happening. This is 2009. That's dangerous Melbourne. territory, the fake injuries. I think you can manage players out if they've, you know – if you can't make finals, then I understand you manage players out for the rest of the year with, with legitimate injuries. Go for surgery. But if you're talking about fake. You're having surgery for fake injury would be yeah. much fun, wouldn't no, it? No, it wouldn't. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Get that knee fixed. I'm fine. No, no, you're getting surgery. <laughs> anyway, there were three games they highlighted. You'll love this. Round 17, 2009 versus Sydney Swans. Dean Bailey made seven changes to a team that was defeated by Geelong by 46 points the previous week. So he made seven changes. And in the match, he only made 67 interchange rotations down from 85, right? So he was definitely not doing much from the bench. He was playing his cards close to his chest, didn't want to get sacked. Round 18, the next week, against Richmond, um, they lost just before the siren. During the match, Bailey placed several players in unusual positions. This included playing Ruckman Paul Johnson and midfielder James McDonald in the back line. <laughs> Playing forward Brad Miller in the ruck, <laughs> placing defenders James Frawley and Matthew Warnock in the forward line, as well as taking off Russell Robinson and Colin Sylvia and not replacing them. <laughs> well, might have just been <laughs> mixing things up, Barra. And then the third game, round 22, Dean Bailey, this is the best one, Dean Bailey <laughs> moves James Frawley off Nick Revolt, okay? He's, James Frawley is killing Nick Revolt. He's, he hasn't scored and he decides, nah, Frawley needs to be moved. He puts Lyndon Dunn. <laughs> he was on, a handy player. On Revolt, who immediately kicks three goals. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Before okay. they go, whoa, we better put Frawley back. This is looking a bit obvious. Then he also subbed out. He, have, uh, he took uh, Liam Jarrah off the game, out of the game after he kicked two goals in a row. <laughs> 
Well, you I do. They weren't you, do tanking. you do go to the bench after a goal, though, uh, which Not is one two of my goals, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's uh, get on to the their opponent this week, Frio. A couple of things stood out to me: uh, Luke Jackson's performance in the ruck, and Hayden Young. Uh, into the midfield again. Yeah. So this time unlocking Neil. Why did they wait so long to put Hayden Young um, in? There? Because he's very valuable down the back half. I think mm. not only for his, um, you know, his beautiful disposal, but also his intercept. He gets back and takes the intercept marks. Do so you reckon they were waiting for Heath Chapman, but he never came through? Well, I just, it's it's Surely something they would have had someone because what you know what happened in the game? It actually got was a balls up at the end because yeah. uh, what's his name got injured? Ethan Hughes. So he would have gone to the halfback. So. They needed to move Hayden Young yeah, to the back did, line, yeah. and they they took him out of the middle right at the end. I think they made a, they might have a mistake there. Surely yeah. someone else could have played halfback. Yeah, well, it was a conundrum at the time. So look, they did they got pretty close. You can't lose by much more. So um, you know, look, great effort I think by Freo. The season's over. Brisbane though. still question marks remain. What's your feeling about sixth to fifteenth? What do you mean six to fifteen? That's what's happened to them. Ah, uh, you give them grace for a year, I reckon, because they, if you look at it, they are one of the younger lists Very and they young. did lose a lot so of it. You know who's youngest this weekend? Hawthorne. Last weekend? Hawthorne. Yeah. But you, if you look at- What did they do? They had a good win, but <laughs> they they've did. also had some pretty poor performances this year, including one the week before. So a bit up and down, Hawthorne, but- Mate, they, uh, beat I think, Co- they beat Collingwood. Well, clearly, we <laughs> underestimated the exodus. So there was a bit of experience went, you know, Lob, Acres, Lob, who really gave their forward line structure. I think Acres, particularly it when you ma- see his he form. He won the with, game for Carlton. Yeah. So how, what, how galling would that have been? And let Mundy go, I reckon that was a mistake. So too. I think I think you give him grace, but they'll be held accountable Two if they have another shocker. They need to They need to fight, play finals next year, I think. The pressure's mm. on, particularly with this 2025 year plan. from improvement in Hayden oh. Young, they're Jai not, Amos? Luke not, Jackson played out of his brain. They're, they're still not far lost. off. Sean Darcy what will do you be do back with in Sean the side. Darcy? Oh, he'll play him in the ruck. Yeah, where, so Jacko, he just played the game of his life. Sorry, Jacko, you're not a ruckman anymore. You're yeah, a no, forward he, ruck. Well, he plays both. He chops out and he plays sort of half forward or wing even. He could play midfield as well. What he if he's the best the ruckman, though? Is, are you heading for a Melbourne scenario with Max Gorn and Brody Grundy? I don't think it's – I think he's a bit more dynamic, Luke Jackson. No, I think Grundy's a legitimate bona fide number one ruckman, so I think he'll move on. But I don't think – I think Luke Jackson is so capable – Luke Jackson's more athletic than Max Grundy, Gorn. Grundy's not a unicorn, Jackson is. Yeah, what about Gorn, though? Uh, Gorn can play forward and ruck. He can do that. But I think he's better suited to be the number one ruckman, Gorn. So, That's what I'm saying. They're so, both, it's the same scenario. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. But no, what, what, I wonder how they're going to handle it. I don't think it is, though. I think Jackson, as I keep saying, I think he gives them a bit more. So you're happy to, for Jackson to play 75% in the forward line? 60 Sorry, 64 line, so 40-60 mm. and 60-40 Darcy. So I think Darcy is, is their best ruckman still. I really right. do. Uh, now, Collingwood. So big news, Nick Dacos, six weeks, which would possibly get him back from a, for a preliminary final if they go that deep. Uh, Nathan Murphy, another one, uh, two to three weeks with that syndesmosis injury. Easy, isn't it? Hawthorne just, this is how easy yeah, it how is. How good were they? Deny the intercept midfield. defenders. They smashed him in the midfield. Control the corridor. Amp the pressure up. It's easy. But, mate, they pantsed him in the not, midfield. It's actually not. I'm being facetious. They did Mate, your him. young blokes belted up Dugowie, uh, Pendlebury, um, what's his name, Crisp, uh, the other bloke, um, Taylor Adams. Yeah. Now, how, did that, how did that happen? Because they're good. The Hawthorne has a good midfield. 
Warple, Newcomb. Nate Dacos Day. was in there. Yeah, look, their ground ball. They, they, I reckon they're, they're off. I reckon they're just off. Their contest game's off. No, the Collingwood's game's just off. Yeah, it is at the, the moment. The, the only way that those young boys could belt up those four or five great midfielders that they've got it was because the other one. Mitchell. I mean, how did they do that? They're, so they're obviously just off 10%. So Nick Dacos gives them a bit of leg speed. So where is that going to come from? Is it crisp coming off half back and into the midfield as a full-timer? Uh, because you're not going to get it with Adams, Mitchell, Pendlebury, those types. So what do they do? I mean, they I think Collingwood will come again. I've got no but I concerns. Think there's ge- I have concerns at the moment for nah, them, though. Nah, it's a beat-up. It's a Victorian beat-up. Okay. They're just having a crack at Collingwood. What have they lost, two in a row? Darcy Moore is off as well. He's probably got – your man's probably gone past him, James Sicily. Yeah. How good was James Sicily? Yeah, he's been good. He's missed a bit of footy, though. He missed four games. Yeah. Could so, he be all Australian, go past Yes, him? he could. But I don't think he's – can you play them both? You'd have to. And what about but Sam Darcy, Taylor? Darcy's been off. What about Sam yeah, Taylor? He's the third one, isn't he? So there's a, it's, it's a, there's a lot of riches there. Um, but your, Sicily was unbelievable. They've, I think he had like 37, didn't he? What are they, seven and four or whatever when, they, when he's played? So he's, he's – yeah. I mean, the, they've only had six wins, is that what you mean? Or? I think the way to – obviously he is key to Hawthorne. No, he's, 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 like a a, he's like player. the old traditional quarterback, isn't he? He plays that yeah. role. I wonder what happened, has happened to Moore, though. He's – I reckon he's, he's either carrying year. something. It's or, been a long year. They'll come again. They're still the favourites. The thing that's blown me away is Dacos it's, about his injury. So he may not play again till the prelim. See that? May not yeah. play again till the prelim. Mm. So that's big. He's missed. He's missed. Um, he's played in twenty games. He won't get any votes from the weekend because right. that your your tagger and man. You, the, you tipped it. Yeah, Finn McGuinness. He took him to the cleaners, didn't he? So he's got nineteen matches. Can he win the Brownlow with nineteen matches? He can. But it certainly opens the door for, I think, Marcus Bonampelli, who probably got another three at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Christian Petraka would be a chance. Butters will poll well. There'll be others. There'll be someone slide up who we don't expect. But I still have – Taranto, Lockie uh, Neal, Jordan Dawson. Nah, I can't no, have those no, three. No, Although they've been had great years, but no, no. no. I think I think Bonampelli wins it for mine if Dacos doesn't. He may be a fair way ahead now, but Bonampelli, is he far who, I, who thankfully I picked in the West Australian preview guide in the preseason yeah. to win it. Only four, we're going to hear that a few times, only four players since 1995 have claimed the medal in 20 or fewer matches, mm-hmm. okay? But he might. he's definitely a point of difference. Jimmy Bartell won it in 2007 from 20 games. Yep. Ablett, 19 games. Chris Judd, 19 games. And Fifey, he won it. Both times he won it, he played 18 games That's in 2015. That's a good effort, isn't it? From 18 games that. That in 2015 and 20 games in 2019. So does he lose favouritism? You've got the Bont going past him and Petrarca and then those other ones I mentioned as well. And the tagging. I don't know I don't know about Finn McGuinness and the tagging. Why not? I, I don't like the tagging. Don't you? It's been going on forever. Yeah, but it's it's not really. Why, what why is not the just coaches? go man on man, you know, like. Oh, come on, Barry. The coach. Nick Dacos has been getting away with it all year. Yeah, I know, but did you, 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 beat, you take Dacos out, t- you're halfway to stopping. Let me tell you some blokes. See, uh, tell me if you admire any of these guys. Tony Liberatore. Tony. Yes, you admire him, dear. Sean Denham. Yes, caused Greg Williams to get so angry he pushed an umpire and got nine weeks. Well, it's not his fault. Williams and it, it, Ryan Crowley pinching Ablett. Yes, respect. You for didn't him. mind that the pinching of the Ablett. Well, so what's a pinching? Of the great man. Pinching. Stephen Baker. Sookie Lala. Stephen Baker. He was all right. Good player. <laughs> he was evil, mate. Jared Crouch yeah. going after Acker. Yeah. Spanked him on the – I think Acker spanked Crouch on the bum. Yeah. Remember that shot? 
And Cameron Ling. At least Lingy sort of went after the ball a bit. Nobody Back likes in the Cam- day, Mickey Gafer, you'd remember Mickey Gafer. Mickey Shane Hurd at Essendon. Yeah, Shane who Hurd. Once, who once the, their, their huddle broke up early, so he wouldn't, went and stood next to the opposition player he was yeah. tagging in their huddle. Just to t- <laughs> Come on, be honest. You, you, oh, no, I think there's you, a role for him. You don't go to the footy to watch taggers. You know what? You go to the footy to watch Ablett, to watch Fife, to watch Ackermanis, to watch Greg Williams. To watch Ben Cousins. I Nobody think, goes there. I can't wait to see the tagger touch up. Dara, if I'm going there to Tell watch me, my team it. win or lose and, and we're going to tag Nick Dacos out of the game, then I'm I'm enjoying watching that. Yeah, but that's that's why the Matildas are killing it, mate, because they play that flair game and they're having fun and mm-hmm. it's, there's none of that stupid t- – mate, I'm, I'm so off – because I used to get tagged in a waffle. I used to say to the bloke, mate, why don't you run around and just get a kick yourself? Have a bit of fun, mate. You must hate this. That's not fun. Is it? Who was the Perth tagger? Was it Darren Rigby? Uh, Riggers might have done the yeah. odd job. There's a few there. I had Butch Baroni once. I think Butch Baroni was um, he, he was pretty good. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. Anyway, no, I'm, I'm not. A, yeah, you can tell I'm not a tagger friend. Now, <laughs> now I might have p- tipped Bonham Pelly in the um, uh, to win the Brownlow, but oh, I, I we're going to hear this nonstop. I also, the end of the I year. also picked Melbourne to oh, win the flag, geez. and I tell you what, of all mate, the you team, tipped the Giants finished last, so shut up. Yeah, I did. I got that wrong. <laughs> and they're in. Well, they lost at the weekend. They, they're know. living certainties to play finals. Now. Obviously, uh, Melbourne, I think. Uh, with Clayton Oliver coming back into the side, have just they've just mm. they're in second position on the ladder. You're on them, aren't you? They haven't fired a shot yet, in my opinion. Yet they're second on the ladder. So I think wins. the one big caveat I'll put on it is Harrison Petty injuring an ankle. Looks like it's looking doubtful for the remainder of the year. They have got that's the one area that they've got issues, and they thought they'd solved it. So what do they do? Do they do they roll the dice with Grundy just to see if it works in the forward line? Well, I reckon he's Or do you bring back Ben Brown? He's definitely going somewhere. Mate, okay, so you're Melbourne. I'm going to champion Carlton. Yeah, well, well Carlton. seven in a row, first time since 2000. Let me tell you. I love the way they won at the weekend. Let me give you a deeper than fingernail deep okay. analysis here that most- uh, That's what Ross Lyon would say. I know. There's, you know, there's some of those- You haven't done your rigour. Car- That's what he'd say. <laughs> he would. Your rigour? Yeah, and say- you haven't done, given it enough rigor. Glenn, you haven't done your rigor. Well, it's fingernail deep analysis. analysis. Yeah. Oh, mate. Carlton beat St Kilda without, without playing for Carlton. Sam Walsh, Adam Chera, two of their best midfielders. Harry Mackay, they've been better since he's not been playing. Jack Silvagni, so yep. Jack Silvani, yep. not playing. Matt Kennedy's not playing. Mitch McGovern's not playing. Zach Williams not playing. And Jordan Boyd was not playing. And Kerno. Only kicked one goal. That's a great sign for Carlton. How good is All that? of the above is a great sign for Carlton, particularly the Kerno factor. Super um, impressive. De Koning was good, wasn't he? Fossey, I was wrong, mate. You know what you're doing. The undroppables now, the bloke who, our, our bloke, Zach Fisher, mate. Oh, yeah. How good's he going? Blake Akers. He's come back and just gone bang. Blake Akers was the match winner. Newman. There's a guy called Matt Cottrell. Yep. He ran, yes, this, he ran, this is no bull. So people who play footy, everyone who plays footy, Matt Cottrell ran 16.4 kilometres against St Kilda. 16.4 kilometres, a full kilometre more than the next highest player, who's Ollie Hollands, who's got mm. the nab rising star. Yep. He well, looks all right as well. Hollands, yeah. Mate, I reckon they're building. I reckon the Blues, they, they could be the Bradbury. They could I mean? be. Yeah, they could be. Well, Melbourne probably won't fall over. You're right. So they've got it. Th- everything's going to have to go their way. I mean, they're um, 
they've got the draw, but in this instance, trying to get the four, um, it's going to be tough. But look, you wouldn't want to play them. Have they got the this dogs week? are the other one. Don't they need to win one more game. So they've got, I think they've got. The I reckon jo- they need to win two. Well, going by their, their percentage is one is what's their percentage? One seventeen. I, I reckon they get through on one. So they've got this week. They're playing. Who are they playing this week? Great man. They're playing Melbourne. Yeah, big game. Big game. So you don't give them that one. At the G too. They've got the Suns. You think they can do that. And then they've got the Giants. Because remember last year they lost their last four and missed out. And the ultimate insult was Collingwood in the last round. Surely that doesn't happen again. Well, you don't know. Uh, Round 24 fixtures are out. We know that they've uh, waited so that it will be a thrilling Sunday and not overlapping games, which is fantastic. Um, Bunger. Bunger's send off uh, on on Saturday night. Well, it's not. Adelaide Crows. Oh yes, on the in the final round, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, round twenty four. So touch wood. Let's get along there, and uh, if because I don't think with the Matildas being on, I don't know, will there be a massive crowd in the Derby? Oh yeah, I think so. Fifty thousand. I think you get that. Get fifty. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Because Bungers, I think the Eagles' Bunger performance. And and... Well, their last two weeks they've been better. Fremantle um, have been pretty good the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lost to Brisbane. Brisbane don't travel well, but still they're what they're third on the ladder. So I, I think there's enough interest yeah. there. To, to get a crowd along. We didn't mention Bailey Williams It's either. West Coast home game this week too, by the way. And we will talk about it later in the week, but Ashley Sampy to receive a retrospective Glendale yeah. Allen medal, which is a good thing. That's, that'll give him a lift, eh? Yep. He needs a lift. What about Bailey Williams, mate? You reckon he's getting off today? Uh, I reckon he's a chance. They had to appeal. Uh, I think they had It looked to... like they're tanking if they didn't. <laughs> oh, no. They, they, they had to appeal. They'd done their due diligence. For me, it's going yeah, to come sure. down to whether there was a uh, was it was there a, was there more chest than head with the contact? Yeah, I thought. I reckon it didn't look. He got up. Red was Redmond, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He got up and had his kick and played. Yeah. He kicked the goal about two seconds later. But it's a bit of chocolato, really. This and we just don't know what they're Why going. Why would they to... ping him for that? Just because to... it's a head contact. Well, the head went back. He turned his it? back. I'm just not sure. Where... He's Redmond threw the ball up. He handballed over the top of him. Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do there? What well. can you do? Seriously, I'm not just saying that because I follow West Coast. I honestly thought that that was – it was a bit ridiculous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll find out at the tribunal tonight later. So when this goes to air, the result will be in. So um, Sydney, what did you make of Sydney? <laughs> They're just still sitting on the outskirts. Um, uh, St Kilda have got Richmond this week. Richmond are a bit on the nose. But um, oh, Sydney, you'd probably like to see them play finals just on the strength of their entertainers. How good's Errol Gordon? Oh, what about that goal? Two That's of goal them. of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it's close. The one when he went from defence. Check side. Yeah. Check side, bound, uh, left boundary. Also, that's... He's run 70 metres. Yeah. More. No, more. What's it, Beautiful yeah. kick, too. Forwards He's love him, charging forward. Um, played largely as an inside mid, too. And uh, also, don't forget, he kicked a clutch snap late in the game that mm. helped him get over the line. So, well done to Errol Goulden. Chad, he was best on ground. Chad Warner was brilliant last year. This kid's come through now. Well, Warner's still been pretty good, but they yeah, just... Can they make the... Uh, they're they're well, they can. two points out. Yeah, they can make it. They're going to have to rely on... I mean, is it St Kilda who drops out? Uh, St Kilda have got the draw... Uh, St Kilda have got Richmond, GWS. Um, do they? They've got Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval this week, so you know they could replace them this week if GWS uh, loses that game. Port Adelaide's an interesting one. It was a twelve-point loss at GMHBA with some players missing. I mean, you talk about injuries. Uh, they lost Mackenzie again, probably for the season. Finlayson and Bergman, both with illness, who were replaced in the side by Bergon and Bonner. So, and they already had players out. So I thought it was a better effort from Port. 
Mm. It might have been a turning point for them because they have been a little bit off. They've lost, what, four in a row now? Mm-hmm. Um, and, they've so, signed, and they've signed Ken Hinckley, have they? Is that what they're saying? No, they haven't said that. And they haven't said Well, it. Well, that's what people are declaring, but Ken Hinckley himself is saying, no, I haven't got a contract in front of me, so I haven't. I'd sign him now. I think he's the coach. Take them forward again, so you? For, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's interesting with Geelong, isn't it, whether they – because they're outside the eight. Are they going to sni- – St Kilda's – Well, both of last year's grand finals are outside the eight, Geelong and Sydney in ninth and tenth. So they can't both get in, can they? No, and Geelong's got that run at home, but – Unless the Hawks beat the Bulldogs down in Tasmania and set the cat amongst the pigeons. Could the Hawks win in Tassie? Okay, absolutely. Because they played like on the weekend. You know the problem with Hawthorne at the moment? It's the week after a good win. Is it? Yeah, it means that young heads might get carried away. Now, Mitchell's coached out of his skin, by the way, at the you weekend. Can... Um, after a pretty poor coaching performance the week before against St Kilda. So, well done to Sam Mitchell. Do you reckon McGuinness is studying up on the bond? You know, I had this discussion over the weekend. I tagged Libba before I tagged the bond because there's an old saying. Ross, yeah, you said, you, didn't you just say bond's going to win the Brownlow? <laughs> I did. But there's, there's a there, – I think Ross Lyon used to say – Tag a player, you can tag. So I just think Bonk's size, untagable. his mobility, just about untaggable. Oh, okay. Who starts all the chains for the dogs? He's important. It's Liberatore. I reckon he's almost the one you can get, and um, which would be ironic, given his dad made a uh, <laughs> career out of it. But I, I reckon, Here's one for your dad. <laughs> so people laugh at that. They say, but yeah, absolutely Bontempelli is the, the most Hopawati. important player. The Hopawati. Yeah, that's right. But I, I reckon he's the one you get. And so he could be him, could be McGuinness. We'll see. I love the juxtaposition of yeah. his son getting tagged oh, yeah, by, yeah. by someone now. Oh, Libba. See, Libba, you know, it's your did, fault, mate. You started it. Apparently did that to Andrew Jarman once he turned around and said, I love it. Yeah, Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on Allegedly. very quickly from that. Uh, <laughs> one other one that was interesting at the weekend was the um, uh, Patrick Dangerfield being approached to become a playing AFL commissioner. Now, He's the AFL Players Association president. So while he's in that role, I can't see it. Obviously, there's negotiations right now over the collective bargaining agreement. Once that's done, I don't mind the idea, but I don't think you'd have dual – you can't be president of the Players Association at the same time. No, I don't Um, think so. I don't see that there's – I think Dangerfield – I don't see that there'd be a vested interest with Geelong necessarily. I don't think he's displayed that in his role at the association. Perception of of that. Oh. And that's and Geelong have had so much. I like the idea of being looked after the father and sons and yep. all that sort of stuff. So there's talk of the Lee stadium. Matthews, Andrew Island. I think Pav's been approached. Uh, the Pavlov is the one. You have to give your media away though. Yeah, for that role. So so Matthew to be Pav, a commissioner, he'd have to step down. He would. Why so that? that's not happening. Why does he have to step down and no one else? They, they, because you everyone don't else can do everything. They can be a player. They can do anything. But the bloke in the media gets the it's limit. An interesting one. You you you're advised to. Um, Step down from your media roles. Oh, really? Is that right? So it's a, a thing, is it? Hmm. Well, maybe Pav would give it up. But I, I he, don't think so. I reckon he'd be ideal. You know why? He's, he's dispassionate. He's balanced. He, he Even in his commentary, he hardly ever barracks for Fremantle, mm. which is remarkable considering he's their greatest player. And you talk to guys like Lee Spur and that, and they just reckon he's the greatest leader that the club's ever seen. They reckon he's just profound. So if if – if Richard Goyd is looking at him, he's looking at the right spot. If he has to give up his media gigs, I reckon that's a bit tough. I'm not sure. I mean, you can trust someone to be 
confidential in that, can't you? Can't you have that sort of character or do you think it might be perceived that he'd be leaking stuff or no, I don't he would know everything? I don't think he'd be leaking stuff. But, but why does he have to step down Well, that's the, that's, they're the rules, mate. That's yeah, what, what would – I didn't make them up. Why do you think they would do make him oh, – I just think you – there would be the opportunity there. I just don't mm. think they want anyone working in the media who's dealing with confidential matters. And – you're almost compromising yourself because you don't. You're, you're talking in your media role, and you know this information, but you can't. But everyone's compromised. Eddie's was president. Of everyone's compromised. Collingwood, while he was calling the footy, uh, some of the greatest board members in the world have got conflicts, but they're such people of character that people accept it. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I'd have no dramas with him doing it. I would certainly like to see him do the job, and I think he'd be. Great for Western Australia too, because he would have a perspective of how hard it is, what the travel's like, all that sort of stuff. And he would, he, no one travelled more than the Pav. The Pav and the, and Mundy had the most, did mm. the most travelling, more than Bunger even. So they know how hard it is to be in Western Australia. Let's vote for the Pav. Vote one, the Pav. Now, Barra, it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the thirsty camel mailbag. Thank you, the thirsty camel, and we will be giving away on Thursday. A 10-pack of 196 Double Lemon. Very nice drop, Barra. Keep your uh, mail coming in to Quarters and Barra. That's Barra with two R's. Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. Please keep them short. Some of them are very long and um, include your details. Hi, Quarters and Barra. I heard Quarters on Sports Talk where he again likened Luke Jackson to Stephen Michael. That's This happened over the weekend in my okay. other gig, Barra. The host challenged him on the statement, though not as emphatically as you do, Barra, on the pod. Quarters back down a little, and he said Jackson follows up ground balls after his ruck nuts. All the talkback callers strongly disagreed with Quarters' comparison and stated that Stephen Michael was an all-time great. Were Quarters' very small hands covering his Victorian-centric <laughs> eyes to WA football in the 70s and 80s before the expanded VFL com- competition was formed? That's very funny, Andrew. Um, it was... Uh, I wasn't saying he was Stephen Michael. I was saying he plays very similarly to him. And it's something Peter Sumich has mentioned As often. As a young the... Stephen Michael. Yeah. I he's mean, nowhere he... near Stephen no, Michael. Of course he's not. Yeah, so, so you clarified that. Well, so, you well, said, I'm not saying he's as good as Stephen Michael. At this stage, he might be. five to ten years, he, he maybe, might be. Maybe touch, he'll touch the but great man. he plays man. a similar role. Like, he'll he's be like just a... under the pedestal of the great man. He's actually taller, obviously taller than Stephen Michael. Mm. But um, but all the Ruckman were shorter in that. They year. were. and. Yeah. Just, I think, the ability to take the ruck knock but also follow up your work, I think Luke Jackson has that in spades. So he doesn't hit as hard as the Stephen only Michael. one who thinks that. Well, no, Mate. no one did. <laughs> oh, he was but thank kilo. you, Andrew. Thank you for pointing that Mate, out. stop using your best lines on the other show too, please. Roll them out here. You did. I've you rolled just... that out here before. What, that he's, he's the next Stephen Michael? I didn't say he's the next <laughs> Stephen Michael. See, you're trying to lure me into your little trap there. <laughs> Uh, high quarters and bar up. The AFL have structured round 24 to finish the season as okay, a Christian. Just before you finish that, yep. my nose has started to bleed because every time I mention Stephen Michael, my nose bleeds. After <laughs> <laughs> that time, he cleaned me up. Oh, I don't remember, did he? <laughs> oh, first, my first ever game, oh. he ran through me. And I was thinking, who's this? That's, is that the great straight Stephen Michael over there? He's got his, you know, he's got those weird ankle covers and he doesn't look that big. He's, uh, I don't reckon he's that tough. Wooshka. <laughs> He was that tough. How'd you go the rest of the game? Mate, I just limped off to play on Brad Hardy. <laughs> How'd you go? Oh. <laughs> Not good there. Uh, there's no limped, respite there. And so then I went to the back line and played on Benny Vagona. <laughs> <laughs> in your first game? My, oh. After having Noel Carter in the first quarter. Oh. 
<laughs> Welcome to the Waffle As not, as Charlie said to me I had no idea why I was called Charlie either Because I was from Canberra yeah. They kept calling Noel Carter Charlie I'm going to Ben uh, oh, Charlie Carter, Carter yeah, yeah Why are you calling shoppers. him Charlie? Oh mate you, You'll get it one day And um, I remember I was on the ground After I'd been filled in by the great Michael And he said Welcome to the Waffle kid <laughs> Is that what Michael said to you? <laughs> That's what Noel Carter oh, said did Charlie. <laughs> Piss off Charlie <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, anyway, it's more uh, of that. High quarters and barrow. The AFL have structured round 24 to finish the season as a crescendo. Aiming for full disclosure, has any journalist ever asked the AFL to find out what the famed computer using those special algorithms would have delivered by <laughs> ways of comparison? Well, I like what they've done. Um, they, wait, they wait until the uh, three weeks out and you look at where the teams are at. I think it's great. And I'd What about Friday night, though? They went Essendon-Carlton. Well, that's an important game. What they if Essendon's be, out of it? They, yeah, but they also might be both vying for a spot in the eight, which is a fantastic way to start the round. You wouldn't say that's a bit Victorian-centric, would you, my friend? Well, the two <laughs> WA clubs aren't in it. it anymore. Yeah, I know, but... You know, so... Port Adelaide are around yeah, the mark. Yeah, but they've got a decent fixture. And GWS... The GWS. They've got the last game, Port Adelaide at two. Uh, no, they haven't. Um, I'll get you. I haven't the, got the fixture in front of me. I'll get you the fixtures. Anyway, up. bear with me with this one. Okay. Uh, keep them short. Another this short is, email. Yeah. Dear Barra and Quarters, there is enough irony in the realisation by the AFL executive in Victorian media that the fixturing is unfair to open a chain of dry cleaning franchises and return a tidy profit. <laughs> As an Eagles fan since our inaugural season, I can recall the numerous times we've borne the brunt of unfair fixturing that prioritised AFL interests, like the well MCG said. finals well, deer in the 90s and well early said. 2000s. Uh, now the AFL is floating the idea of breaking up the fixturing to a 6-6-6 model after 17 games. What are the tab-touch odds that they will still ignore or build in other inequities that will affect mostly non-Victorian clubs? If they're really serious... How about codifying some general principles around this new model? Namely, the first 17 weeks of home and away fixturing are reversed the next season. An example, As an example, this will mean that W teams do not have to fly to play at the Gabba every season and Brisbane will have to play here. High membership Victorian clubs likewise should have to stump up in the Gold Coast or Western Sydney every two years as well. Don't disagree with that. The gather round is rotated annually. Um, don't disagree with that. Six-day breaks are limited or avoided for WA-based and long-haul travelling teams the week afterwards. Don't disagree with that. Uh, and when it's split into 666, um, the high-ranking teams in each division are not sent so far to far-flung away games or rural venues. Um, for example, if the Eagles finished ahead of the Bulldogs, the Eagles away game should not be in Ballarat when the redraw is done. Don't disagree with that either. That's from John from Hammond Park. Barrett. John from HP, very, very good, my friend. You're a student of the game and very clever man. And the six-day travel games is an absolute disgrace for West Australians, and that's what they've done to the Eagles. And they've got away with it because they're on the bottom, but it's just not right. And that the, the round 22, 24 game I was talking about was Friday night. Oh, yes. Is, it, it wasn't Essendon-Cullen. It was, it's Essendon-Collingwood. Essendon-Collingwood. So that – They've just gone with the biggest Victorian game in the biggest slot, haven't they, really? And if the if the Bombers aren't even in it, it won't be a good decision. Well, they might be, but right now you'd suggest they won't be. No chance. Let's see what happens. Uh, Craig from City Beach writes, the Eagles have stuffed up so many things this year, they're trying their best to stuff up tanking too. 
in response to your previous commentary, I'm one of those supporters who is Dockers first and Eagles second, and I'm breathing a sigh of relief after the Eagles' one-point loss to Essendon, and we'll be hoping for no more wins and an 18th-place position for the Eagles to retain the coveted number one draft pick. I know it's not right, and it was good to see an improved performance, but if this Harley Reid is as good as they say, surely the Eagles have little to gain by winning a game or two before season's end and jeopardising the number one draft pick. Surely Adam Simpson would be aware of this. If so, he did a good job of disguising it. May I suggest Noah Long to take the ruck bounce and Adrian Barrich on the half-forward <laughs> flank. Maybe we can invite back the lady who bent Steve Malaxos all those years ago to coach for the day. Would Simpson have a quiet word from the powers above? Keep up the improved effort, Eagles, just not too much. P.S. Surely the lottery system needs to be looked at. Now, Craig from City Beach, I love that last point. I am all for the lottery. Mm-hmm. Maybe just bottom four. And obviously it's weighted. So you finish last, you've got what, like a 75% chance yep. of getting the number one pick. But I think it takes away the perception of tanking. Oh, yeah. Which I think is a good thing. The AFL hates hates the perception of tanking, I can guarantee it. Yeah. And I think we'll move to a lottery system at some stage soon. You get support from the member for Subiaco here. And the, th- the funny thing is that the derby now is being played between two teams trying to die because <laughs> the Eagles want to finish on the bottom. Fortunately, Fremantle have eight wins and Hawthorne – well, Fremantle didn't look like they were tanking at the weekend. No, but they were ne- trying. But they were still in it. Yeah. Now they're not in it. Now they're out, right? Mm-hmm. Mathematically, they can't. They make were it. pretty well out of it last week. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, they won all their games, mm-hmm. and they had three in a row at home. Mm-hmm. So they thought they could fix Brisbane up. They thought they could flog the Eagles, boost their percentage, and then they've got whoever the third game was at, at home as well. But now they're on eight wins, and Hawthorne are on six. So the Hawks keep rising. Fremantle wouldn't mind finishing third bottom, by the way, as well. Yeah, I'm not Get a sure. Better pick. I'm not sure Hawthorne won't finish bottom three. My <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> I'm nudge, not, nudge, wink, wink. Say I no more. Think, I'm think, with you, brother. I don't think Hawthorne will be uh, <laughs> finishing anywhere but bottom three. Yeah, you're thinking. Uh, high quarters and Barrow. What is more important for the Eagles' future? Winning a couple of the remaining games to start building a winning culture and confidence with the young kids or finishing last to get the number one pick. Love the show. Matt from Mount Hawthorne. Pretty simple. I reckon both. I reckon you can actually do both. Yeah, can lose by a point. Is yep. perfect, in other words. Yep. Ryan Marrick, I love that line. I almost brought a tear to my eye when he sort of charged over and grabbed his jumper after he kicked that goal and was shaking the jumper like, you know, I love this place. He's only been there two seconds. Mm. so. And then you see Elliot, um, Elliot Elijah Hewitt, uh, his celebrations and how he wants to be part of the whole action and Noah Long just loves being around the place, idolises Mark Lacrae and that's that's the sort of stuff they're building. And you guys, have, the Hawks have given us hope because the Hawks in that one year picked up Buddy, Jordan Lewis, um, who was the third one we said? Jared oh, Ruffhead. Ruffy. And then the next year, Hodge, Hodge and Sam Mitchell. Mm. So they got five great players. And they turned it around. And so they, the difference with the Hawks is they that made – That was 04, right? Yeah. And you won the flag in 08. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can be – but I with think – all those blokes. I think what Hawthorne's done recently is just be brave and drop players. I mean, after their 2016 exit, out went Lewis, out yeah, went Yeah, I don't Mitchell. know if that's going to work. I mean, it might work, but this worked. We know this worked. This has been proven. You've got to be brave to drop senior players, though. Um, yeah, but you're missing my point. I'm talking about – Oh, the rebuild. You, can, how, yeah, how yeah. you can – with five players, you can turn, turn the whole joint around. And that's what Hawthorne did. So and that's what Hawthorne's right. been – that's why you've won so many flags. Hopefully Mitchell's got it right this time. Looks like he's a great coach as well. Mm. But who knows? Still a long way to go, but yeah. He probably might need another forward, you know, how's your ruck going, all that sort of stuff. Anyway. Um, hi, Q and B. 
highlighted in a good article in the West recently was the continued fixture disadvantage for travelling teams, i.e. West Coast. The fixture needs to change to not have a travelling team play on a six-day break. Is something the AFL can do to lessen the travel burden and get some integrity back. Also, someone needs to let Harley know just how welcomed and loved he will be in Perth. We already have a highway named after him, Marie from Woodlands. <laughs> we should tell the him that. Highway. We should tell him that. <laughs> I tell you what, mate, the Eagles, we found our one of our greatest players, a partner. That's how far we went to help him out. Who's that? You know the story and who it was. He, he still ended up leaving because, ironically, his partner that we found him, she wanted to go to Melbourne <laughs> and so backfired. <laughs> Beck, we said you're supposed to stay no. here. What are you doing? Still got pretty no, good service go, out of Chris Judd, mate. I mean, it was only six seasons, though. And he didn't, by the way, did wear another Brownlow. Hello? I reckon he still played his best footy at West Coast, though, mate. And you got you won that deal. Yeah, yeah. Josh there Kennedy was other stuff just going, quietly but, was but a pretty The stuff player. that was going on that he was keen to not be part of and the fallout is not happening now. That's the thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like obviously, he read the play. He's very good at reading the play. So, and that that lady was that a lady. She was so right about the six day breaks. They've, they've smashed the Eagles with that because they can, and it actually helps their their draw that they can just say, "You guys are down the bottom. You don't matter at if, the moment." If down you can the cop track, the six day travel, six day travel is like unfair. It's actually unfair. And if we get to the point where there are twenty teams, if and we go to conferences, two conferences. I think that will alleviate the travel burden too, because so you could you could group the Eagles yeah. with the Adelaide teams, and the, you could have few uh, less travel split than they Australia have now. In half, mate. Well, yeah. some sometimes I think we often, take the Adelaide, we take blah blah blah. Well, it wouldn't hurt to send the AFL um, fixturing boss the uh, an atlas uh, or a, certainly a map of Australia ev- yeah. before every uh, year, because um, sometimes I think they forget where Western Australia is. Yeah, well, I was listening to the Brisbane blokes; they they were blowing up about having to travel five hours from Brisbane. Did you, hear, did you hear Lockie Neal after the match? What about oh, Richmond? And, and we had to travel five and a half hours. Oh, really? That's what we do every frigging weekend, second weekend. What about Richmond? Don't like travelling 10 minutes in a tram down to Marble. <laughs> anyway, thank you for your mail. Um, we will read out some more on Thursday. You have been listening to Quarters and Barra. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly and call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, look forward to talking to you on Thursday. Uh, Seven out of nine for me, you? Yeah, no. I I tipped the Dockers, just repeating that. I tipped the Dockers and I got six. Okay, there you go. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.